In this video, I'm going to cover three additional property strategies for you. In video one, I covered three for you. So if you haven't seen that, watch that first. But in this video, I'll be covering commercial conversions, my favorite. Number two, flipping. And number three, JV agreements and partnerships and how they work. So watch this video and see if any one of these three take your interest. Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax-saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. I'm going to share with you three different strategies. The first one, and my most favorite, by the way, is commercial to residential conversions. And with the changes in behavior, attitude, people buying from the internet, uh, and the effects of COVID, there are lots of commercial properties available in the UK, which are sat empty at the moment. And this particular strategy focuses on you buying commercial property and either using permitted development prior approval or obtaining planning permission to convert some or all of the space, whether it's an office or a retail building or some other type of commercial building and converting it into residential accommodation. This is maybe leaving the ground floor as commercial and converting the uppers to residential or converting the whole space to residential depending on obviously how the numbers work out for you and the attitude of the local authority and whether permitted development applies or not. Now this is a very good strategy, it's my most favorite and when you implement it you have two options obviously. One is once you finish the development you can hold on to the units, rent them out or you can sell uh, the units individually uh, to individual buyers or to one portfolio buyer and it works incredibly well. Now, of course, the whole strategy really is based on how much you buy the property for in terms of per square footage, how much it costs you to convert per square foot, and what the value is at the end per square foot to make sure that the numbers work for you. In terms of margins, uh, I'd say you're looking at minimum 20% profit margin. If it doesn't reach that, don't do it uh, because there's a lot of work involved. This is a more hands-on strategy than a simple uh, flip uh, because when you're doing 5, 10, 15 properties, it's very much involved. You need a good contractor. If you're the co contractor yourself, then you need good subcontractors. So there's a lot of work involved. There could be planning involved, architects, planning consultants, uh, reinforcing uh, the building, especially if you're uh, having more upper floors built or added on. Uh, so there's a lot of work involved. The good thing is with commercial property, generally speaking, especially if it's in the town center, there's huge demand for that. There's huge demand for housing anyway. Uh, people who don't have cars would sometimes prefer living in the town center because there's lots of local amenities which make it easier for them when they don't wish to have a car. Uh, so from that point of view, it works well. And like I said earlier, there's lots of commercial properties empty because people are either working from home or retailers 
have uh, vacated uh, so you can get some really good deals especially if you shop around look around you're good at negotiating uh, and you'll get some I've, I've known clients and myself get some really good deals uh, simply because uh, properties have been in the market for quite a while uh, so it's something I think you should seriously look at it's very much involved uh, you'll learn a lot on, on the journey and uh, it's a profitable strategy if done properly and of course you're contributing towards uh, the housing the crisis if I can call it that uh, because people need more homes and especially if you're doing one bedroom two bedroom flats apartments studios uh, you're helping uh, people from uh, the younger generation to get onto the property ladder even though they're not buying the property but at least they've got a property to stay in and you could do a deal where they end up buying the property from you once they've rented it for a few years that all depends on your strategy and of course their own attitude demand is uh, high for these type of properties especially for uh, young people and people with younger families so that works well as well the other good thing especially if you're doing a uh, town center conversion uh, is uh, people who are commuting especially young commuters uh, the train station if there is one will be closer to town uh, and that is attractive to lots of people as are other amenities like i've said earlier if you don't have the cash to invest in, the, in these properties then you've got two options you can either work with a experienced developer who may be wishing to take you on and the other one is obviously look at a no money down strategy no money down isn't going to be as easy because if you haven't done one of these projects why would somebody want to give you money and get you to test out a strategy which you're not fully aware of and you don't know how it works so that's something you need to be aware of but overall uh, if you're look, not sure about which strategy to deploy I would suggest humbly that you look at commercial conversions because they've served me well and everybody who I know who does commercial conversions seems to enjoy the strategy and they're doing it on a long-term basis. The second one for this particular video is buying property to sell. Generally speaking, this is called flipping. So you buy a property, usually below market value, it needs work doing to it. So either it's been empty for quite a while or it's going through probate or there are other reasons why somebody's looking to sell this property uh, and you buy it in a usually in a pretty poor or bad condition you then spend money on it refurb it make it look good once you've done that you then attempt and aim to sell it I would hope for a profit uh, you could keep it by the way and uh, not sell it but because we're talking about flipping we are talking about selling uh, so you once you've refurbished it the value's gone up you sell the pro property and make a gain on it just so we're clear this is a trading activity for tax purposes so if you're doing it in your own name or as a partnership there's income tax to pay if you're doing it through a limited company then there's corporation tax to pay on top of that if you're taking money out personally you'll have to pay income tax on the salary dividend or bonus that you take out of the property this is easier to get into than com commercial conversions less involved uh, so you'll need less capital less expertise generally speaking you still need expertise but less expertise generally speaking and if you're looking for funds or a JV partner it's easier to say somebody can you invest 50,000 pounds with me and we'll do a flip together for example than saying can you invest 500,000 pounds with me and we're going to buy a commercial property so this is a good way to get you into how small refurbs stroke developments work to then engineer and gear you up to towards looking at some of the 
bigger projects. Uh, but even if you're doing bigger projects like commercial conversions, there's no harm really in doing one or two flips every year because it's a good strategy in terms of cash flow. It's not as involved. It's not going to take you 18 months to do a flip usually, especially if you, once you've done a few from start to end, you can do it in 12 months. Now it might take you a bit longer to sell the property. At the moment, properties are start selling very quickly, but if the market was slow, uh, still within 12 months, I think you can get the whole job done. You can obviously buy properties from auction, and quite a few of these properties do go through auction, so there's good deals to be had there. You can do direct marketing uh, to the vendors by looking around and seeing which properties are empty, vacant, or available. You can speak to probate solicitors. They can give you the contacts, and there's other means uh, where somebody's gone bankrupt and that property is available but is in bad condition. So there's quite a few different avenues for you to look at how you can source these properties, and of course you can speak to a deal sourcer too. Uh, but all in all. I think flipping is, is a good way, especially if you're looking to uh, get into developing properties in the future. It's good for cash flow. It's not that involved. Uh, there's lots of opportunities out there. You're helping somebody who's looking to sell a property and they've got cash flow issues for whatever reason. Uh, so you can obviously uh, su support them and make it easier for them and learn a lot on the journey. The most important thing though is you have to buy right. So it has to be below market value and there's gonna be some margin for you. So you've got to do the, do the numbers in terms of how much I'm buying for, how much is gonna cost me to refurb, what's the property worth at the end. Most of these numbers are available out there because you can look at market values for properties in that, in that particular area, estate or street or road. You can also obviously figure out from a building contractor how much it's gonna cost you to refurb because when you go and have a look at the property, uh, you can take someone with you and then they can give you advice on that and then obviously just work backwards and see what the property's worth to you. The good thing is you don't need big lumps and sums of money. Uh, you can use bridging finance or a JV partner. Uh, if you're looking to sell, obviously it's all to do with flipping. Uh, you don't need to worry about long-term tenants and maintenance costs. Some of the other things that you need to be bear in mind is obviously if you sell the property, there's no ongoing income for you so you, once you've done one you've got to do another one to keep the cash flow going unless you've got two or three different strategies you're working on it's more hands-on it's more involved because you're doing a bit of refurb light development redevelopment so it is going to be more involved you're working with builders that brings you its own challenges so you need to make sure you have a good builder who you can work with if you get the numbers wrong you could be in a lost situation where you can't sell the property or if you do sell it you're not making a profit you then need to bear in mind the increasing costs in terms of materials uh, so make sure you bear that in mind uh, but like I said flipping is really good and I think it's something you should look at very seriously number three for today is property joint ventures property joint ventures usually involve two or more parties coming together with the same aim which is to make some profit or to do a property deal very very popular uh, works incredibly well I've done quite a few different JVs with different people uh, and they've always, always served me well. What's really important is you're very clear on roles and responsibilities and how it generally works is one person has the cash or a number of people have the cash uh, and one person or a number of people have the experience or the skills to turn that particular property or development into what you want it to be uh, at the end. 
So the person who usually has the funds or the people who have the funds usually have a full-time job or a business. They haven't got time to learn how to uh, develop properties and they're not interested either. They just want their cash to work harder and better for them. Then you have another cohort of people who have the time and the expertise but don't have the cash. So they both come together, uh, bring their respective skills uh, and contribution to that particular project and then make it work and the risk is shared between uh, both parties or how many parties there are involved. Now there are six steps I think that you need to be aware of. Number one is understanding what each party has to offer and brings to the table. Number two, looking at where the gaps are, what you're missing, the parties you bring on board, contribute and fill those gaps. Number three, finding a partner who complements uh, in terms of the skills that you have but also the skills that you don't have so that you have a, a more rounded team uh, number four is finding a project you can both work on together and you're interested in so therefore having an interest in the same strategy uh, number five is make sure you've got a, a joint venture agreement in place and number six be very clear on roles and responsibilities obligations and also risks and rewards now one size doesn't fit all when it comes to uh, successful joint venture partners. Most of it is, uh, is about communication and how parties work. So you need to be very clear on that. When you've got two or more people involved, uh, you have to obviously work differently to how you would work yourself. So make sure you're fully aware of that. Make sure when you go into this, uh, especially if you're the person with the skills and expertise and the time doing the project, uh, that you run the numbers properly uh, and you are fully aware of the costs. Because if anything goes wrong on that side, the person contributing the capital will be relying on you and to some extent holding you accountable. Uh, things can go wrong and it's about talking regularly, making sure everybody's kept aware, making sure everybody knows uh, what the roles and responsibilities are and making sure everybody's on board and you're working together. And if you are the project manager, you need to be confident you've got the skills uh, to deliver the project on time and on budget. Now, both of those things don't usually happen, and I've said that on other videos, uh, but you've got to make sure you do your best to do that. Then you're, you also need to think about the person contributing the capital. Are they charging you interest, uh, or is that just their contribution to the project? If you're the project manager, are you charging a fee, or are you not charging a fee because the person giving the capital isn't charging any capital? So those are some of the basic things you need to be aware of to get this uh, strategy up and running. Uh, and click the subscribe button so you get notified as soon as the video comes out. Post a comment either sharing your uh, experiences of commercial conversions, flips, joint venture partnerships, and also uh, any comments and questions you have that you want me to answer for you. Watch out for the next video. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.